This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Of course, uh, big news today out of the Supreme Court. Things could be worse. They're not great. They could be worse. Mark, do you have this story? By the, did you see the story? The I Supreme saw the Court story. Thing? I mean, I don't have it in my show. Right. I've got I've got a version of it here from uh, HomelandStupidity.us. Our pal Michael Hampton over there writing. The U.S. Supreme Court announced today that the individual right to keep and bear arms guaranteed by the Second Amendment was nevertheless open to regulation, restriction, licensing, and registration, just like the First Amendment. So much for unalienable rights. In a 5-4 to four decision announced this morning, the court upheld a 2007 appeals court decision and affirmed that while the Second Amendment does indeed refer to individuals without regard to their affiliation with the militia, as in the right secured by the Second Amendment is not unlimited, the court struck down two provisions of the 1976 D.C. gun law, the prohibition on owning handguns and the requirement that rifles and shotguns be stored disassembled or with trigger locks. So that's a little bit of good news. Yeah, um, to, to say that, it, to me, it says that uh, it's silly. I don't think that the First Amendment, uh, that there's a right to freedom of speech, means that you can regulate freedom of speech. It doesn't mean that. And I don't think that the Second Amendment means, um, you know, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It means that you can regulate the keeping and bearing of arms. Um, and, and, and by the way, the ruling on this was five to four. Darn close. One so, person would have... Changed it the other way if they wanted to. This is what I, I you know, it, it could have, it could have been, it could have been bad. One person, like you said, and and these these people are obviously fallible and obvious. I, I don't understand how they can, um, you know, make these judgments. Four of them said no. <laughs> the right to keep and bear arms can be infringed. It's pretty scary. clear. Actually, I mean, they all said that. The, but. the language is pretty clear. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I, I mean, I'm no constitutional scholar, but that makes sense to me. So why was it so hard for them to make a decision on this? Why was this something that uh, four of them decided, well, no, it's not an individual right. It's a collective right. Because the, uh, those four believe that the Constitution is a living, breathing document. Apparently they all do. Um, you, you know, really yeah. with this with this ruling that it it can be regulated. I I, I don't. These people can't be trusted with the freedom that has been um, given. You know, the, the the freedom that Americans have. It just goes to show that it doesn't matter what it says in the Constitution. I mean, again, the founding fathers they had a nice idea with the whole Constitution thing, but it doesn't matter because as long as the government people don't care what the Constitution says, it's it's a dead letter. Let me continue with Michael Hampton at Homeland Stupidity. He says that it didn't address the issue of whether licensing gun owners and registering firearms were constitutional, but suggested that such laws may withstand scrutiny. And, in fact, I believe there was another story where that Nancy Pelosi character said that, well, we can still continue to regulate firearms within uh, Washington, D.C. So the courts because they're doing such a good job, Washington D.C. being one of the most dangerous places in America. Here's a part of the court's opinion. It says it should not be taken to cast doubt on long-standing prohibitions on the possession of firearms by felons. Sorry, Mark, and by the mentally ill. Sorry, Wayne. 
<laughs> or, laws, or laws forbidding the carrying That's of firearms. Ian's one good joke for the month. <laughs> I like that. Or laws forbidding the carrying of firearms in sensitive places such as schools and government buildings. Or laws imposing conditions and qualifications on the commercial sale of arms. So, yeah... Some of you guys have the right to bear arms, but only if you jump through all of the hoops that we have the right to put up. That's basically the ruling, right? Yeah, how do you ex- exercise a right when you have unreasonable barriers to do so? Well, if you have to ask permission, it's not a right, it's a privilege. Absolutely right. true. The court's opinion, uh, excuse me, it's faults notwithstanding, this ruling will help reduce crime and save lives, says Hampton. Where crime rates are high, a gun may be the only means for law-abiding citizens to safeguard themselves and their families, says Bob Barr, libertarian presidential candidate. Lawful gun ownership deters an untold number of crimes every year. Now, there's certainly no doubt about that. Uh, we see evidence from that here in our very own state of New Hampshire, where the gun regist- or gun rules are very, very slim. There's, there's not too much in the way of gun regulations here, and similarly, there's not too much in the way of gun crime around here. So... There are some places in the country where they get it, and there's some places like New York City and Washington, D.C. and Chicago where they don't get it at all, and you can't even own a firearm, let alone carry it around with you. You know, I, I understand why they don't trust that many people, um, you know, in one area. However, I don't want to live in an area like that. I choose not to. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, the, the fact is, if we're going to have a free country and we're going to have a, a constitution, we should play by the rules of the constitution. Not change them. If you want to change them, there's a process for that. It's called an amendment, and you should go through that. So the amendment, uh, the second amendment should be changed to the right to keep and bear arms can be infringed if they're going to infringe it. According to and that includes ex-cons, too. According to Mayor Richard Daly from Chicago, he called the decision very frightening. Mayor Adrian Fenty from D.C. said, more handguns will lead to more handgun violence. Everyone uh, Because they jump out of drawers and shoot people. (laughs) Most everyone with at least half a brain knows this is not true, but these morons keep on repeating it. Since if you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. Wasn't that one of... uh, Goebbels' rules of propaganda, yeah, or something like that from the Nazi days. You're not mention- You're not allowed to mention Nazis. Remember? That's right. Your elected politicians, uh, says Hampton, are using Nazi propaganda tactics on you to keep you unsafe in your homes and your neighborhoods. There is a point to this. If you are unsafe, you'll look to them for solutions. But they don't have solutions. All they can do is control your life. Right. If they pass laws that says that people that they say that people can't have guns, then only the, the, the people that don't care about the laws are going to have the guns. So how are they going to stop gun violence? Well, they could put up checkpoints in every single neighborhood, Mark, like That'll they did help. in Washington, D.C. Yeah, I see your papers. Where each individual who is pr- um, passing through the area has to be stopped and interrogated about what his or her itinerary is and whether or not, and the police will make an arbitrary decision as to whether or not that individual is allowed into that area. Yay, arbitrary decisions. Hampton says, I can't wait for the law which says that not only must newspapers register their printing presses and get licenses to publish, but so must individuals register their computers and printers and get licenses to print or to blog. It's exactly the same thing, only applied to the First Amendment. Under the logic of this court, such restrictions would be perfectly fine. And you thought the Congress shall make no law actually meant something? Says Hampton. Again, HomelandStupidity.us reporting there. And he's absolutely right. If they want to regulate the First Amendment, they can do it, and there's not much that uh, people can do about it. We've already seen free speech zones. 
whenever the president comes to town, they set up a free speech zone where you, if you have something contrary to say, or if you have a divergent viewpoint, you can go stand in this penned-off little area that they've designated as a free speech zone and have all the free speech you want. Akin to a, uh, a concentration camp. Yeah, like a little temporary, voluntary concentration camp in that if you want to speak out, you have to go to the concentration camp. Yeah, it's in a back alley someplace, cordoned off with a fence. It's certainly nowhere near where the president is going to be, that's for yeah. sure. So we've seen free speech zones, and, and we know that uh, restrictions on speech, people are clamoring for this. We, uh, Toby, earlier this week, read statistics, very chilling statistics, that showed that a significant percentage of Americans support regulation of the internet they want the internet to be controlled in the same way the content to be controlled in the same way that television and radio are regulated you know something though when you see those the surveys sometimes you have to actually look at the wording and the way it was done because the conclusions they draw from a lot of these surveys is very misleading if you look at them on the surface certainly you can ask questions to get the uh, to get the answers you're looking for there's no doubt about that but the the questions at least as I understood what Toby was telling us, were pretty scary, what they were, what the American people were saying. And, of course, many of the people they were asking didn't use the Internet because a good quarter of the American population doesn't even go online. And they're scared of the Internet, they, and they hear all these stories about exactly. the worst possible uh, aspects of human nature on the Internet, and they think it's all like that. Yep. If all you were doing was paying attention to CNN or Fox News, and that's how you know about the Internet is how the mainstream media reports on it, you'd think it was a wasteland full of pedophiles. And the mainstream media hates the Internet because they're losing a lot of business from it. That's a great point. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Calls are lining up. You can talk about anything from the gun ruling to whatever might be on your mind at 800-259-9231. Don't forget permitting for gatherings. How about that one? That's a clear violation of uh, the First Amendment. That's been going on for years. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. And the features include uh, the bulletin board system with over 350,000 posts, a lot to talk about, everything from serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it there at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Your calls about anything, we go to them. It's JC on the line in Alabama. JC, you're on Free Talk Live. Libertations, gentlemen. Hello, JC. What's on your mind tonight? You know, uh, Ian, I've been meaning to tell you that uh, if I ever make a T-shirt, it's going to be an Ian t-shirt, and it's going to have in quotes, what's on your mind? (laughs) All right. Very good. Because you like to say that a lot. Yeah, he doesn't like to talk to people about how they are and how he is. Yeah, well, it's a a good way to get to the point of the call. I agree. As opposed to every single caller saying, hey, how you doing? Doing great. Everyone's fine, yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I understand you you need to to save some time here. What I wanted to comment on was uh, in some of the discussions that we have about – getting to a free market society, oftentimes when you guys, between the two of you or other co-hosts, discuss this, and when other people call up discussing this with you, oftentimes we forget, um, it's often assumed that the whole country is going to go this way. And I think that what an element that we are forgetting 
in this whole discussion about having a free market society is that what it means is probably inevitable geographic fragmentation. I, I wanted to pull a book. Um, um, whatever I it takes, my man. Whatever it takes. Go ahead. Yeah. Have you have you heard of Hans Hermann Hoppe? I have uh, heard of him. You you have? I've okay. heard of him. I've never read any of his stuff though. It's called Democracy: The God that Failed, and he's really good friends with the with the guys who wrote the the Mark for Liberty. Very cool. But what he says is probably the best way and the most likely outcome of efforts to get a free market society is scattered cities that are like free cities all over the United States. Mm -hmm. And the very first ones that likely to have the most opposition from the government or, uh, you know, the the, the big government foot stomping on it. But but over time, if if enough of these free market cities can just sprout up, then that's the most likely way because – you know what? How many people wanted Ron Paul, right? I mean, it's not more than 5% of the electorate. You're just not going to get the whole country moving to a free market society. That's fine. You're going to have to Don't be one that. piece at a time. And that's yeah. why I joined the Free State Project. Me yeah. too. You know, I'm with you, man. I, I Let's concentrate see, our activism here. I can see some evidence of just it, it um, rather than uh, you know trying to move it along like the Free State Project is. Mm-hmm. But in San Francisco, for instance, the mayor said, gay marriage is legal. And... Uh, you know, I guess it's now happening and now is legal in California as a state and a whole. But the the mayor of the city took a stand a year or two before mm-hmm. the state went that direction. And, and you know, one thing's for sure is that gay marriage is going to be legal in the United States within the next decade. Sorry. You know, that's just the way that's going to be. You think even in the South? It, it's are you, gays can get married in uh, California now. So that's not the South. Right, uh, understood. But the uh, the South now has to recognize it. I mean, it's it's part of the forty eight contiguous states. Hmm. What are they going to say? You're not married. Oh I yes, I am. I got married in California. Uh, I see. I don't know how all that works. I guess you're right. We'll find out. What else did you have to say, sir? Go ahead. Well, I was just thinking. You, you know, I, I was in a socialist country for two months, so that's why you guys haven't heard from me. Mm-hmm. And I've been catching up on the podcast, and it strikes me that I just have to say this. It's amazing how I'm not going to say any names, but some people from Wink Wink Across the Pond, some people in Florida, and some people in Montana who call the show, they've been listening to the show for how long, and they still don't get it? Well, Paula Paula in Florida doesn't actually listen to the show. You see, she's oh, a professional. That's, that's she's a professional talk show caller. She doesn't get paid. Well, a, that's true. She doesn't. She, <laughs> she doesn't get paid. But, but she would probably not mind getting paid. Uh, she calls full time. I guess is the right way to to, uh, to put it out there because she just picks up the phone and calls whoever happens to be on the air. She'll call all day long, as I understand it, calling every single show on the network that we're on uh, to oh. talk about whatever it is she has to talk about. So well, the only time she okay, listens so to the show is when she's on on hold. But some other people who who just keep calling in, they listen and they still don't get it. They they still miss the paradigm. They still the big evil corporations or we need a little bit of government or you know I just I, I I'm just amazed. And, well, I can um, I can understand out there. All you duopolists who want both parties, all of you, I, I just 
Man, start listening. That's well, I JC, I can understand your frustration, but uh, you know, sometimes people, when they listen, they aren't necessarily listening too closely. They may be cooking at the same time or doing something else, driving. It's it's hard to really focus. Uh, I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt and uh, and just you know be patient with them because it took me t- a lot of time to get to where I am today. And JC, I want to thank you for your call. I appreciate okay. hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I mean, it sure would be nice if we could just wake up tomorrow morning and have everybody fall in love with liberty, uh, take a lot of the, the effort out of what we're trying to do, and would really be kind of uh, kind of nice if that would happen. But it's not. That's not going to happen. There's no chance it will ever happen. No. Uh, is it is it likely that things will fragment, as JC was suggesting? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the maybe the whole liberty thing will really catch fire. Well, you know, That's one possible. thing that people do like is people do like consistency. They like things to be in a person's uh, thought process to be uh, consistent. Over time, and the fact is, uh, liberty is a very consistent message. It's a very easy message to be consistent on. And the other talk shows that are out there, if if they're listening to other talk shows, they're not. They're oh, simply not consistent. Exactly. You listen to Sean Hannity or Limbaugh or any of these so-called conservative talk show hosts. They they profess to be fiscal conservatives, but if you're if you're uh, into warmongering, then the two concepts are completely incompatible with one another. Right. It costs a lot of money to wage a war. It costs a lot of money to maintain a military. <laughs> a military does nothing except wait for the war, next war to be waged. So when you have a military, you're simply you know chomping at the bit to use it. No, no. Don't you understand? They're conserving the status quo. Yes. So they have a very big military, and they like it that way, and they would like to conserve that, apparently. But they didn't want to conserve the small military that uh, Clinton had, the smaller mm. military that Clinton had. That's a good point. What can you say? They're indefensible. You no. can't defend their positions. They're illogical, and they don't make sense, and they're arbitrary. Anyway, 800-259-9231, that is the number. Uh, of course, the future of freedom in America, it's pretty much laid out. I mean, the voluntary society is coming. The question really that remains is, where is it going to hit first? You know, is it going to be our very own Keem somewhere else in New Hampshire, perhaps? Uh, where's it going to hit first, and what are the people inside the system, the bureaucrats, and specifically the politicians, the people who profit from the, the governmental system, what are they going to do about it? Because it's coming, see? The people have already made that decision. It's on the way. And now it's just a matter of those bureaucrats and politicians deciding to go quietly and slowly or to lash out violently and lose their legitimacy in a very quick manner. Because that's that's how I see it. They've only got two choices. For instance, if people stop cooperating with the system, as we've seen a few instances of that happening here in New Hampshire, some of the Free State Project members have, have uh, stopped cooperating. But if we see more of that, well, they'll only have two choices. Either they crack down hard and start putting people behind bars, or they just kind of let it go on and try not to draw attention to it and try to to keep as much power as they can for themselves for as long as they can. I think that would be their best choice, but it's in their hands to decide how to handle this. More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download right there on the front page of the website for free at freetalklive.com. Travel less, meet online. Try WebEx free. Go to webex.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx. That's WebEx, W-E-B-E-X.com. And enter the promo code 600 and start your free trial of WebEx today. 800-259-9231. To continue with the calls, we go to Frank in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Frank. Frank. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind? Yeah, I just, uh, <clears throat> this afternoon, I've been reading the Supreme Court decision and the two dissenting that, That's uh, a page-turner. By Stevens and Breyer. And, you know, it's a very eloquent uh, defense by Scalia, but the dissenting arguments are also very good. It's one of the best historically, uh, I guess, researched and articulated briefs uh, of the Supreme Court. What's very interesting, I would assume the clerks were very busy. I don't understand you know. why you have to research or articulate anything. If I were writing the, uh, cons- what was it called, the assenting opinion? The, 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 the majority opinion. opinion of the court. The, the majority opinion, I would have written, opinions. I would have written, uh, yeah, guns are good. Okay. One word, infringe. One point I wanted to raise living in New York is the fact that New York has had a ban on handguns. Yeah. Well, very much. I think D.C. modeled theirs on New York's. And what's interesting about the brief, as you know, the court concurred today, is that there's going to be a tremendous number of individuals that were uh, arrested for, you know, have it for utilizing their Second Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be able and to it appeal? Will be billions and billions and billions of dollars as well as many lives that have been ruined. I know in New York, if you have a gun that's unregistered, you go away for anywhere from 15 to 20 years. So, Frank, are you suggesting that those those folks would be able to appeal their I sentences? I think they should, yes. I think they have every right to, and I think that uh, that's going to have to be the next uh, thing. And you're going to have to uh, wipe all their criminal records off, you know, well, concerning that crime. I hope that happens. Because it was really no crime. That That's what's amazing. And, and magically... Also, I fear... What I wanted to say, too, that's very interesting, uh, Brenner's last uh, conclusion, which is very succinct, he states that, quote, the argument about method, however, is by, oh, my computer screen went out, no, right. uh, is by far less important, uh, is, is by far the less important argument surrounding today's decision. Far more important are the unfortunate consequences that today's decision is likely to spawn. Not the least of these, as I have said, is the fact that the decision threatens to throw into doubt the constitutionality of gun laws throughout the United States. I can find no sound legal basis for launching the courts on so formidable and potentially dangerous a mission. In my view, there is simply no untouchable constitutional right guaranteed by the Second Amendment to keep loaded handguns in the House in crime-ridden urban areas. He said there is no right. Ridiculous. He said there is no right to keep a loaded handgun. There is, yeah, he finds no legal basis for launching. Yet today's today's uh, opinion by the majority of justices contradicts that. So it's it, it's really interesting. It's the only weak part in his brief. I mean, his historical arguments are very succinct. 
So I don't know. As I said, I have a feeling there'll be some more cases very soon. I hope so. I hope all those people get there. I think the Supreme Court, what's interesting, there were two dissenting opinions, only one concurring opinion. One opinion of the court, two dissenting opinions, and it was very close. And again, I'm going to have to study this in more detail. You do that, Frank. Thank you for the call tonight. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. Sounds like real exciting uh, work there, studying court decision. Whoopie-doo. You know, I I understand where he's coming from and and why he would be, uh, you know, looking at these things. I hope he's right, though. I hope those people get to turn their cases over. If you're going to fight fight this in real terms and uh, expect to keep your weapons and do it, you know, one of the ways to go about that is is by legal means. Um, You know, and so you have have to know this stuff when you're going through legal channels. Um, I think it's it's boring, um, you know, to read that stuff, and and I also am of the opinion that uh, you know whatever they say is a bunch of damned lies, um, because it's clear to me that the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Like, yeah, that's what it says. But it has been that's over the and over again. highest law in the land. I'm, how could it be any plainer than that? But that's again that you have a certain segment of our elite now who believe or, or say, profess that the Constitution is a living, breathing document, and, the, and they they disregard precedent here because it's been well established that we do have an individual right to to have firearms. But mm-hmm. you know, some of these people have an elitist, totalitarian. Uh, authoritarian agenda that's what we call activist judges well you're allowed to 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 have firearms as long as you jump through all their hoops and as long as it doesn't flood because apparently if it floods in america then people have to uh, give up firearms at least that's what happened after hurricane katrina uh oh and tornadoes apparently that uh, is a reason to take people's guns away too that happened i believe it was in kentucky uh we've yet to hear any stories out of iowa and Illinois and Missouri with the the recent flooding there, but who knows? Maybe as far as gun confiscations, yeah, gun goes, confiscations. they certainly have uh, been uh, you know getting in the way of people going back to their houses, which I think is uh, yeah. you know a, a complete an unstated right um, of the Constitution is that you have the right to a house right and to you have property. the right to, right to be able yeah. to go to it when you feel like it. And I have a right to free health care and free education. Somehow I doubt the Supreme Court would disagree. Or somehow I, I imagine rather that the Supreme Court would disagree with you on that, Mark. They would claim that the government in certain exigent circumstances, mm-hmm. uh, when is necessary, has the right to bar you from any of your property as they deem appropriate. At least that's the way things work. That's the reality. That's yeah. how things are. And how many people have challenged that? Ha- has anybody actually challenged uh, the, the, abil- uh, the restrictions on people going back to their homes? Has that ever been fought out in the courts? I, yeah, I don't see that anyone doing that. Um, I don't see not. why they would. Because the people who were denied access to their own homes didn't have the money to challenge them. That's true. They probably and aren't once locking... Once they're back, they don't care to spend the money to um, you know, go and say, hey, you should have let us in our houses when we felt like it. Yeah, I wonder how many gated neighborhoods, upper crust neighborhoods, are affected by this. I wonder if they would be cordoned off in the same way or if they would let those people pass, the people driving their Escalades and their Rolls Royces. Would they be allowed to pass the checkpoint and and go and get a few things out of their house? The answer is yes. Um, uh, You know, (laughs) the evidence is very strong that uh, people, especially men, are, uh, you know, very interested in... Uh, badges of power and a rolls royce is by no means uh, you know by every means a badge of power it says look i've got more money than you i'm more important than you Mm. and you mess with me i'll challenge it right and and you know sorry if if a uh, beat up 94 dodge shadow pulls up and a rolls royce pulls up next to it the one who's going to get the less trouble is the rolls royce yep we continue with your calls ben is on the line in pennsylvania ben you're on free talk live hello Ben in Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, what's on your mind? 
Um, I wanted to talk about how we get from our current position to the free market society you guys are talking about. All right. Um, using the political, I was one of the Ron Paul supporters. I screen printed T-shirts. I told people about them, but I don't think this whole political process thing is going to work in the long run. You mean the um, you mean Ron Paul's campaign for liberty is going to get nowhere fast? Is that what you're getting at? Pretty much. I mean, it did convert people. It got me involved in it, but it's, I don't think you're actually ever going to get someone who's a libertarian elected president. I think you are correct about that, and I agree that uh, the political process is valuable only in that people pay attention to it. And because people pay attention to it, the media, for instance, and other people, they're watching the process. Therefore, getting a liberty message into politics is valuable because people will come across it, people like you, for instance. Uh, but as far as actually attaining freedom uh, through the political system, doesn't seem very likely. But go ahead. I mean, maybe they have a shot here in New Hampshire, but uh, what were you calling about beyond that? I think the best chance we're ever going to have of having the kind of free market society we, we want to have is by using the power of the free market to actually propel us towards that. What we're going to have to do is people moving to New Hampshire or certain areas of the country like that, they're going to have to declare their economic secession from the, the government-controlled economy. We're going to have to set up a counter-economy, a black market economy, or goods and services services can be exchanged voluntarily without the estate coming in and regulating it and taxing us. It sounds good to me. I would love to see it happen, and it would be it would happen in, incrementally, of course. Uh, I would like to give money to a private company to fix the roads rather than the government to fix the roads. I always said that would be a great way to get that started. And Ben, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine. 9231, go out there and show that you can actually fix the damn roads. I'll shift my money over to you instead of paying it to the government. And if a bunch of people did that, we'd have a real transition going on. More coming up. It's Free Talk. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features uh, include the wiki, the forums, and the updates, and uh, we give it all away. So if you like that and you want to help support the show, then you can help promote Free Talk Live by going to promote.freetalklive.com, learning all the various different ways you can help the show out and help expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. What mischief is the iron fist of the state up to lately? And who is the anarchy boogeyman? Should you be afraid of him? AnarchyInYourHead.com is a webcomic about the philosophy of freedom in its purest form. Check in every Wednesday and Friday. He's doubling up his uh, comics. It used to be just Fridays. Now it's Wednesday and Friday for a new strip and find bonus material throughout the week. All at AnarchyInYourHead.com. That's AnarchyInYourHead.com. You know, he wouldn't be doubling up if people weren't going to read them, which means that, uh, you know, the Free Talk Live advertising's working. <laughs> yep, that's how it's supposed to work. We continue with your calls. Nico in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello, Nico. Hey, Nico. Nico. Um, I have a quick comment before I say what I want to say. All right. Um, I, I agree fully that the free market if we want to move to a free market society, should be done on a voluntary basis where people get active and move together. Um, I think on a political level, it actually would cause problems because, for example, if you were just to cut the welfare program, you would upset more people than you would make happy. And I think if people saw that, they would get a bad message of liberty and that would hurt the liberty movement. I can see what, what you're saying there. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to say, though, is today 
Do we not live in a completely free market society? No. No, we don't. Uh, okay. Someone could, some could argue that you live in that uh, free market world. It's just that there are men with guns going around taking away that freedom. That's, um, that's exactly what I wanted to, to bring up. Um, what I, the, the thing that supports the government right now, the, the way that the government stays now, is that they have force and that people want the government there. You know, they have, they have, that. They have legitimacy. It's, it's yeah, an aura exactly. of legitimacy that separates them from other gangsters, that uh, so, people don't see them as a gang. They see them as a necessary evil or they see them as something good. Yeah. So um, if we were to move to a free market society and have a completely free market, what would stop a group of people from building up a force, uh, a militia of sorts, to kind of boss other people around? Economics and competition, uh, because those people wouldn't have the legitimacy that government does. They would have to be operating completely independently, uh, which would mean that if they started bossing people around and trying to hurt people, then it would be completely legitimate for someone like uh, an individual to repel their force. If, if someone comes up to you on the street and tries to rob you, you have the right to keep yourself safe and repel their force with defensive force. And so those people would end up um, getting hurt if they decided to do something like that. And the other factor is, again, economics, in that it costs money to rule over other people's lives. The way the government gets away with it so effectively, beyond its aura of legitimacy, is the federal government has the ability to print money. They can create money from thin air. And uh, yeah. they're the only organization that has the ability to do that. And so th this... This fantasy group that you're talking about, this gang, the street gang, would not have that ability. That's right. And that's where I think our original republic went off the tracks, is 1913. Because once you have a small group of people that can print all the money they want, they can buy whoever and whatever they want, they can buy votes, and you see the monster that, that is created. If yeah, I, were... I would say um, the Spanish-American War, um, the, uh, you know, the, the whole Spanish imperialism thing that the U.S. went through was the start of the whole... Republic just completely going out of bounds and turning into something that it wasn't supposed to be. You don't think the Alien and Sedition Act passed in uh, the Adams administration, the second presidency, uh, was a beginning? I mean, the fact is... You can go back as far as yeah. you want. Right. You, you go back yeah. to the point where, um, you know, actually Washington was made the uh, the general over the, the Continental Army, and instead of militias fighting the British, uh, you know, and uh, they, they put together a, a full-fledged military from the very beginning... The, yeah, the seeds of, of authoritarianism were planted. Yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of ask one more question. Sure. Um, I, I can't, you know, see, and the Americans uh, with Disabilities Act uh, says that people with seeing-eye dogs are allowed in organizations. Um, and I don't see a problem in most, like, you know, Jewel or something, recognizing the fact that a person with a seeing-eye dog would need to go in there. Um, but there are problems with, like, little places like, you know, uh, ethnic places that aren't used to um, these things that are in American culture or whatever in their countries. It's not like that. Um, and I know that in the free market, people would find it better to have a business that would let people do this just, you know, because it's more ethical or whatever. But um, even today, there are problems, even with that law in effect, and, you know, sometimes the organizations who um, train people with seeing eye dogs have to help people and in encouraging in the businesses and telling them it's okay to have a dog and things like that. And some of them um, will not budge unless 
you know, unless they're given... Well, there are multiple reasons for that. There are, uh, you know, in many cases there are health code regulation, government regulations that prevent dogs from being allowed. I mean, just jo- dogs in general, not seeing eye dogs. Usually yeah. there's an exception for a seeing eye dog. Right. But a business owner but may not be familiar. the government created the problem in the first place. Correct. The business owner that you're talking about, the ethnic business owner, may not be uh, very uh, familiar with the, the exception to that rule. He may have heard that he's not allowed to have dogs in his business and okay. then is very disbelieving when someone says, well, that's a seeing eye dog. Uh, you know, he may not know for sure. And then the other thing is that uh, some people just, you know, they understand that bringing dogs or other animals into their business is going to result in uh, in messes that they have to clean up, and they you know they may just decide that refusing your business is more worthwhile than cleaning up a mess. But I would agree with you that I think most owners are pretty sensible people, and and they do allow people with seeing eye dogs into their business, and for the most part, it's not a problem. And the marketplace uh, will certainly solve that. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess you're right. It's just that issue is a little interesting, but uh, you know. Pretty much, other than a few things, I'm I'm a complete free marketeer. I believe in, you know, no government at all, and you know I have read the Market for Liberty, and I do like it. it it's it's a little yeah. hard to read through. It's not the easiest book to read, but it did have a lot of information in it. It's a position um, that makes sense. It's consistent. It's logical. Yeah. It's and it's also the most humane way for human beings, for mankind, to interact with one another. The voluntary choice, the voluntary solution, is the most humane one. And thank you for the call tonight, Nico. Appreciate hearing from you. You know, I had an idea um, just right there off the top of my head. How if if a store owner decided they didn't want to let a, a blind person with a seeing eye dog into their store, mm-hmm. even with uh, you know, no regulations in the area of uh, uh, of animals, no government regulations. There certainly would be some regulations as far as some companies go. Um, th- then, you know, if you wanted to protest that, it'd be relatively easy. You could, uh, you know, go sit out in front of the business with your little dog and your little oh, dog yeah. glasses and say, with a little sign that says, this business won't allow blind people in. I'll bet you it's not. That's going to hurt. I bet you it won't be 15 minutes of uh, protesting before, oh, hey, never mind. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, we'll just take you around the store. Uh, even if they didn't want to let the dog in, they could, you know, have an employee stand outside with the dog while you Some shop kind of solution, with the employee. But I bet, you get, I bet you get your dog if you wanted it. Yeah, I bet you you're right. 800-259-9231 to Stephen in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Stephen. Stephen. Um, hey. I made a convert today, I think. I was playing your show. You know, I, I work in the oil industry, and we have company trucks, and uh, from time to time these trucks need maintenance or some kind of something or other installed. Sure. And uh, so me and a couple of guys from work were doing this, and your show was playing on the radio uh, that I had downloaded from last night, uh, specifically last night where where we all talked about the Constitution and all that and Abraham Lincoln. Mm. And... Uh, one guy is a neocon, and I've told you about him in the past, uh, where he believes in some gun laws. Well, over the, I, I had, I didn't think that I was making any progress with the guy at all. Hmm. It turns out actually that I was, in fact, because I've gotten him now to where he only believes there should be one gun law on the books, okay. uh, aside that? from the Second Amendment, and that is that. Uh, convicted felons can't own guns. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, well, you know, Sorry, it's, it's a step. And, hey, and I understand. Said, I get it. I, I, I do I, too. I, I know why it is that people say that. Um, yes, they're bad. They're bad, bad you know, people. But, uh, you know, but the, the easiest are, question are they that. Are not really saying, 
hey, we should have never let these guys out in the first place. Uh, that kind of is what, what they're, they're saying. Really yeah. saying? Right. It, it is what they're really saying. And, the, and, yes. and, you know, the thing is, is if the guy's too dangerous, why in the hell did they let him out? That's right. And That's the, right. And the, and the ne- next question is, look, we have all kinds of laws against this. Do you, do, do you see any evidence that this no convicts uh, having guns law is working? It's not. Sure. And how many of those felons are actually violent felons? How many of them got busted for 28 grams of marijuana or something like that? They can't right. have guns either. I don't know if you had more. Hang on. We might bring you back if you got more. An hour or two. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney, finalized the contract in London, and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. WebEx.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231 as we launch in hour number two of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free as we continue with your call. Stephen's still on the line in Colorado. Stephen, you're back on Free Talk Live. Hi there again. Um, yes, I, uh, golly, I don't even know what I was saying. Uh, something about this guy at work. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The oh, one you're talking about uh, he uh, believes in. Yeah, you've been trying to, 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 I guess, plant the seeds of liberty with this guy, and you didn't for think you were getting time. anywhere. But it turns out yeah, you were for, getting somewhere. I was getting somewhere. Uh, when I first met him, he was a, uh, a neocon who believed in, which to me, I, you know, golly, I, a lot of people, I don't know, it's kind of a, uh, I don't know what the word neocon really means. Uh, he is a George Bush worshiper. Yeah. Uh, and he basically, I think of neocon as being all the worst of the conservative position combined with all the worst of the liberal position. Uh, that's about, you know? I think that's pretty fair description. A lot, a, lot yeah, of the neocons so. actually, a lot of the neocons actually originally came from the Democratic Party. There was this warmongering yes, wing of the Democratic Party that went over to the Republican Party in the 80s. And that's basically, right. they're authoritarian, big government. Uh, People just like the Democrats are only you're talking about the welfare warfare state versus the warfare welfare state. Yep, good point. Um, and uh, when I first met him a year and a half ago or so, he said that he he supported. He goes, I'm a conservative, but I support the Brady Bill, for example. You know the uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I mean, how, how on earth can that be? Uh, something funny. I think it was Thomas Woods. He's a historian. Uh, I think it was him. Uh, he called. Uh, uh, Brady, a uh, the human house plant. <laughs> um, oh, God. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, it's a little bit harsh. Yeah, but, a little uh, harsh. Anyways, so I was I was getting through to the guy, and so, then there was this other guy 
who is a small, and I mean very small, government Republican. Uh, and n- totally had never even heard the word libertarian before today. It's very interesting uh, when those people are, uh, and, when and he, come across I, he was also turned on to your show. Very interested. He might be, uh, he might be downloading in the future. Very cool. So, well, congratulations yeah, to you because uh, we, as we were discussing last night, it tends to be easier to convert, uh, you know, a, a former liberal to the hey, pro liberty persuasion. Liberal, yep, and, But but you've managed to convert a neoconservative, which I mean, that has to be the most challenging of conversions, yeah, I would think. Yeah, yeah. So congratulations. Well, the, to you. I think the main thing is that I tried very hard to not make him mad. <laughs> yeah, you know? well, they're not going to listen if they're mad. That's for damn sure. That's right. Did you let? Yeah. What did you do? Let free talk live make him mad, and uh, you know, just sort of uh, come, come at it from that approach. Because it's, sometimes it's easier to to persuade if you aren't the one doing the persuading. If you bring in, isn't that kind of an old sales thing, Mark? Where if you bring in total stranger or whatever, then sales is uh, will uh, do usually, better. I, I haven't. I haven't. You know, sometimes an ex, it's an expert, right? An expert yeah. is somebody from out of town. Somebody you don't so know. So if you p- yeah. spend money to bring somebody in from you know far away, and they tell you something, well, it's true. But if the guy who's just underneath you tells you the same thing well right. he's an idiot yeah don't listen to me what do i know i'm just some jackball but listen to these guys on the, the radio husbands and wives yeah. don't listen to each other too well and and how i did it too when i when i played your show i i i said that mark was a republican and i didn't qualify it in any way i just said yeah mark's a republican and this guy he <laughs> an, he's an anarchist mm-hmm. kind of terms he's familiar with you see and if i had said oh mark's a republican but he's a ron paul type Republican, uh, he might have n- not been so open to listen. He would have compartmentalized me already, sure. Exactly, right, right. Uh, and then the other thing, oh, let me back up just a little bit. Sure. The, the other thing that he believed in about guns that just blew my mind was he thought that those gun confiscation, confiscations after Katrina were a pretty doggone good idea. Wow. And as as of today, he, he informed me that he pretty much has changed his mind on that one, too. Well, it's amazing, but people can really change. Thank you for the story That's tonight, right. Stephen. We appreciate hearing from you. It has you. to be their idea, though. Yep. Uh, 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's so imperative that people come across the message of liberty because every day we see news stories about just tyrannical things being done uh, in this country to innocent people. And that has to be just so, it's just the most tragic thing when a totally innocent man, someone who's never harmed another person in his entire life, comes into contact with the government and becomes arrested or impoverished as a result of it. And it has happened again. The story is out of Miami, where CNN reports that for 11 years, Pedro Zapeta, or Zapeta, an illegal immigrant from Guatemala, lived his vision or version of the American dream in Stewart, Florida, washing dishes and living frugally to bring money back to his home country. Two years ago, Zapeta was ready to return to Guatemala, so he carried a duffel bag filled with $59,000, all the cash that he had scrimped and saved over the years, to the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. Either of you want to guess what happened to Mr. Zapeta? Somebody, um, some law enforcement officer went through his bag, found the money, and took it away from him. Yep. They asked me how much money I had, Zapata recalled. He told customs officials 59000 At that point, U.S. Customs seized his money, setting off a two-year struggle for Zapata to get it back. Zapata describes how he lost his money. He who speaks no English said he didn't know that he was running afoul of U.S. law by failing to, to declare that he was carrying more than $10,000 with him. Anyone entering or leaving the country... But he did declare it. 
He just probably declared it at the wrong time. Apparently yeah. so. The I don't person. I don't think they would have let him get away with it, even if he had declared it, because they want to know how you got it and if it's legal money or if it was from drug dealing or whatever. Uh, anyone leaving the country or entering with more than $10,000 has to fill out a one-page form declaring the money to U.S. Customs. Officials initially accused Zepeda of being a courier for the drug trade, because he's brown and all. Yeah. But they dropped the allegation once he produced pay stubs from restaurants where he'd worked. Zepeda earned $5.50 an hour at most of the places where he washed dishes. When he learned to do more, he got a 25-cent raise. After customs officials seized the money, they turned Zepeda over to the Immigration and Naturalization Service. The INS released him, but began deportation proceedings. For two years, Zepeda has had two attorneys working pro bono, one on his immigration case and the other trying to get his money back. He said, they're treating me like a criminal when all I am is a working man. Well, now, of course, the law and order uh, people out there would say, you are a criminal, you're an illegal immigrant, you didn't fill out the right paperwork when you came here, and you didn't fill out the forms that doesn't and pay give, a fine. That doesn't give anyone the right to steal his money. Well, they would, they would argue, Mark, that he was illegal, and so therefore they can do whatever they want to him. Mm. He wasn't supposed to be here in the first place, so all the money he earned is illegitimate. They wouldn't illegitimate. argue that a criminal stole his money. They might say to themselves, mm. hmm, good, you know, like they, because they're that much of a bigot. Yeah. But they wouldn't say that it was right. And so for the government to take his money because he didn't fill out some one form, even though he declared it right there in front of them right. when they asked him the question, he didn't even declare it in the proof. right way. He didn't go through their bureaucratic steps and play with their red tape. That doesn't make it right. That nope. just makes it theft. Zepeda's story became Legalized theft. public last year on CNN and in the Palm Beach Post newspaper, prompting well-wishers to give him nearly $10,000, money that now sits in a trust. The marketplace Americans steps are in. the most amazing people. Yep. Robert Gersh, uh, Gershman, one of Zepeda's attorneys, said federal prosecutors later offered his client a deal. He could take $10,000 of the original cash. These stinking thieves. Look. It's his money. I can't believe hey, they we're offered gonna him part of it back. back. Hey, God, we're they're doing such you, terrible thieves. We're doing him a favor. What are you talking about? <sighs> it's disgusting. Yeah. Plus uh, $9,000 in donations as long as he didn't talk publicly and left the country immediately. Then they should have given him all his money if they didn't want him to talk publicly. And guess what? He said no. Good for him. All right. He wanted all of his money. He'd earned it, he said. You're damn right he did. Sure did. Now, according to his attorney, the IRS wants to access the donated cash to cover taxes on the donations and on the money Zepeda made as a dishwasher. Zepeda admits that he never paid taxes. Ah, another strike against him. Not following the law. How dare he? You know what? He's been totally honest on every turn, it appears, too. CNN contacted the... It's because he's a good man. He doesn't deserve to have his money stolen from him. Nope. See, but that's but it's easy to steal money from good people, Mark, because usually they right. roll right over and right. they just oh I'm sorry they're not going to pull out know. a gun and shoot the stinking bureaucrat right in his head for stealing people's that's what, money. Yeah, that's what should happen to thieves. But we all know that if you use violence against the government thieves, it simply won't work. Then you'll be painted as a crazy man. Oh, how could you do such a thing to our protectors? Well, they would have just said protectors. that he was a courier for the drug uh, 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 cartels, and that would have been it. That's it. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. More about Mr. Zepeda's case, and we'll talk to you about whatever you want to discuss. If you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, this is Free Talk Live. This 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. The features include the wiki with over 1,700 pages created by listeners like you. You can go and edit virtually anything you see. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. WIKI.freetalklive.com. And support our sponsors. Uh, SACL CAI is the biggest sponsor of Free Talk Live. They do collections. They do it in a way that uh, is entirely different than what you might imagine collection companies do. They, uh, they, they... You know, they collect with respect, just like their little uh, tagline says. You can find out more about SACL CAI by checking out their banner at freetalklive.com. There's always another sad story to tell about a man having his life or woman, uh, this has happened to men and women, uh, having their life savings stolen from them. Now, usually these people are uh, folks who maybe aren't necessarily so inculcated with the system. They don't necessarily have a bank account, for instance. They've just been socking away money in a safe place for years and years and years, and they decide to move somewhere. And the last time we read this story, I believe it was an, uh, an older lady who had taken her entire life savings and was going from one point to another with it. She wasn't even on uh, on an airline. She was just driving and the cops pulled her over and stole her money from her. And the same thing has now happened to a uh, Guatemalan immigrant in Miami, Pedro Zapeta, who worked hard, real hard, washing dishes for 11 years in this country, managed to save $59,000. Now, there aren't very many Americans that could work such a low-wage job and actually manage to sock that kind of money away. So the the guy deserves to be congratulated for being such a... uh, a, a frugal guy. Yeah, I mean, an, an incredible saver. I mean, he did a great job at that. And what was how was he rewarded for his efforts, for his frugality? How was he rewarded? The government goons at the airport, the customs department, stole $59,000 from this man. And when he didn't just roll over for him and say, oh, okay, I'm sorry about that. And when he wanted to challenge it and he got, got some lawyers to work for him pro bono, they came back to him and said, hey, hey, tell you what, uh... We're gonna. How about we get make you a deal? We've got all your money. We'll give you ten thousand dollars back. You leave the country and don't talk about this. Screw you. He said no. He's continuing on with his case. Of course, now the IRS is coming down on him because apparently he didn't pay taxes on his five dollar and fifty cent an hour dishwashing job, which I can't imagine would have been too much too much in the way of taxes. Mm, couldn't have been much. No. The Immigration. Uh, one of the immigration lawyers that he's working with said illegal immigrants such as Zapata have few options when it comes to dealing with the U.S. government. Says when you're poor, uneducated, and illegal, your avenues are cut. On Wednesday, Zapata went to immigration court and got more bad news. The judge gave the dishwasher till the end of January to leave the country on his own. He's unlikely to see a penny of his money. Yeah. Zapata said, I'm desperate. I no longer feel good about this country, and who can blame him? He's not the only one who's been victimized in this way. Many people who were born here have been victimized in the exact same fashion and also have never seen a dime of their money. Maybe he should have taken the $10,000 deal and, and just left the country. And I mean, it would have been sad, but better than nothing, can you imagine I suppose. coming here for over 10 years, working as a dishwasher to save money so that you'd be able to provide for your family in Guatemala? And then having it all stolen from you by a bunch of bureaucrats. Right. The moment you were ready to get on the plane to go home. I mean, there it was. The very moment. Ugh. 
Cepeda said his goal in coming to the United States was to make enough money to buy land in his mountain village and build a home for his mother and sisters. How awful. He sent no money back to Guatemala over the years, he said, planned, planning to bring it all home at once. At Wednesday's hearing, Zapeda was given official status in the United States, voluntary departure, and, signed an, a, and a signed order from a judge. For the first time, he can work legally in the U.S. By the end of Zapeda, he may be able to earn enough money to pay for a one-way ticket home so the U.S. government, which seized his $59,000, doesn't have to do so. No. So they've got his money, and there's not a damn thing that he can do about it. And the same thing would happen with you and I. We would not be able to do very much unless you are able to hire a lawyer at who knows how much per hour. At least you'd still be in the country so that uh, you know there'd be this slight bit more chance that you'd get your money back at some point. Anyway, why future. would they crush this guy? They don't need $59,000. They can print up all they want. Well, um, once maybe the, once this, the ball's rolling, it's rolling. Well, it's possible that I mean I don't know what happens. I know that with when because it's customs that took the money. I know that when it comes to the police departments, they can take people's money and keep it. So who the knows? Poli- the department itself. Correct. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the officers can keep some of the money too, but they just have to take it before they report the rest. But they just with do this keep agency it, is, not, is, is, is an agency of the federal government. So they don't need his money. What, this is about control and power, a show of power, really. But it? is it possible that they could get the money uh, added to their budget? Is it possible that fifty-nine grand might be able to go to buy new laptops and leather chairs and stuff like that? It's conceivable. The, yeah. So yeah. they may they may have an interest in that they get X amount of budget from the feds every year. But if they can supplement that budget with seizure Booty. money, then all the merrier for the government bureaucrats. Yeah. Who out there in the audience can defend what happened to this man? Who out there can say, this is good. This is good that he uh, worked for 11 years to have his entire life savings stolen from him at the point of a gun. And, He's and a the, bad man. Yeah, and those who say, well, he didn't pay any taxes. The guy was making five-something an I, you hour. You don't pay taxes at five-something an hour. Exactly. Pretty much no, you don't. You get it all back, but I guess they wanted him to be obedient and go through the process. Right. right? Income go. tax, that's as opposed to Social Security. I'm sure they would have liked to have his Social Security, um, you know, gratis so that they and, and wouldn't have to pay for him in the future. Let's continue with your calls. You bring up anything. John is on the line in Kalispell. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Hello, John. Hello, John. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Who's the only one here who knows illegal ninja moves from the government? Who who knows illegal ninja moves? Okay, thanks for the call. Let's go on to Mike in Kalispell, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Mike. Uh, Hey. Hey, hopefully you're coherent, Mike. What's on your mind? Yeah, I'm coherent. Are you coherent? That last guy couldn't make out what he was getting at. Go ahead, sir. Uh, Hey, um, look, what if an IRS agent was robbing people blind, giving them all kinds of fees for 20 years. He goes to retire. It comes out in a report um, when they when they did like a in-house, you know, Audit. report, and they, found, and they found out that this guy was unscrupulous. He overcharged people with fees. Do you think he deserves jail time? Yes. I do, too. And this uh, Geppetto guy or whoever he is from Guatemala, Mr. I think he evaded the system. If I would have not paid those taxes, they would have took away my construction business. My family would be on the outs. And this Geppetto guy comes in this country. He doesn't pay any taxes. He doesn't pay any. At five um, bucks an hour, he wouldn't have paid any anyway. He doesn't pay any taxes for the 
for the school. That's not true. That's not true. He was living somewhere, therefore he was paying rent, therefore he was paying for the roads and the Property schools tra- and all that other nonsense. Let's not forget the gas tax that goes into it. The roads yep. are paid for gas taxes. You're wrong. Yep. That's and, right. and, and, and you you think way, I'm wrong? The, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. He was paying the IRS, rent. The IRS agent you, you don't, look, is stealing. You guys, look, what if GCN came to you and said, look, there's a Mexican channel. Look, you guys aren't reaching enough people. There's a Mexican channel that will speak Spanish that could reach one to two to three million Mexicans. That's a lot bigger than your demographics. And we're going to cut you guys out because hey. we're going to go with the Mexican programming. Business. Because they can reach two, three million illegal that's Mexicans business, man. in the United if that States. Helps them sell it, man. Yeah, if that helps them sell advertising, I think that's fantastic. And Hang on, we'll bring you back. You, we'll get, we'll let you make some more way. points. Hang on, we'll let you make some more points. You can take control. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can break. Uh, you can take control of the airwaves. Break something if you want. Uh, you can dial in toll free at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up anything. That's eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And uh, those features include live streams. That's a broadband version and a dial-up version. Two sizes will fit any Internet connection, and they're totally free. So go to freetalklive.com and listen live. Hey, are you remodeling your kitchen or your bath? Well, now you can purchase knobs, poles, and faucets at wholesale prices and support a business that supports Free Talk Live. Internobs.com. Save 10% on your order by using the code FTL at checkout. That's internobs.com. I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs, pulls, and more at internobs.com. We uh, got the countertop in for my uh, house that uh, we're building um, yes. now, and uh, the countertop came in, and it is going to be beautiful. i got to really got to thank Peter for uh, helping me out with the, uh, the knobs and the faucets and the pulls and all that stuff because, you know, with his help, it's going to be a beautiful uh, setup. And you said that he's not giving you any extra help that he wouldn't give any other customers, right? He's he's not uh, getting he's not expediting or speeding things up. Right. No, good deal. All right, so internobs.com. Use the code FTL and save ten percent. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We continue. Uh, we go back to Mike and Kalispell listening on KGEZ. Now, Mike, you were trying to make a point about how. Uh, you think this guy that uh, worked his butt off for 11 years down in Miami simply because he didn't pay the goons in the IRS, uh, you know, a, a, just a, a tiny amount of whatever the tiny amount of taxes would be that he would pay on a $5.50 an hour job. You say that that's, uh, that justifies the government stealing $59,000 from him. Well, that's your words, not mine. My, my, my whole thing is that the guy came in the country illegally. There's about 25 to 35 million Guatemalans that would have liked to have been here along with him and working, but they couldn't get uh, through all the red tape, uh, even though they applied properly through the proper channels. Um, I'm not against immigration. I'm not against uh, any nationality coming to the United States. I think we should have more diversity here in the United States. I don't think it should be, you know, 40 million of Mexicans. I think it should be some Thailand people and some people from Japan, some people from Russia and people from Europe and people from Africa. I so think you're not be, against immigration, no. you're just for arbitrary bureaucrats in D.C. setting arbitrary rules no, about who can come for in? Instance, do you know about the American that got is 
being in prison in Russia because he went over to go hunting in, in Russia and he was going to give, I don't know, 20 shells or something like that, some obscure rounds that he found for his friend. He was all excited. So he went through the Russian uh, immigration or uh, Russian customs there. They found 20 rounds on him and they gave him um, three years in jail. Mm. Did you hear about that? Oh, it sounds awful. Do you think that because well, he of... Well, so- he broke the, the laws of Russia, right? Right. The United States isn't going over there to help him out. Um, do, do, do you think that that's? Do you think it's good that he's in jail? Each, each nation is sovereign, just like you should be sovereign, and I should be sovereign. States should be sovereign. The United States should be sovereign from what they're doing in Europe. And sovereignty is about borders. It is about fences. It is about regulations and rules. And we shouldn't go to Guatemala. Do you think that if, and enslave Guatemalans to work in banana plants? Before like you go on, do you think that Zimbabwe, or, you know, pick an African com- country, uh, c- c- Congo? Do you think that the Congo should be able to come up arbitrarily since it's a sovereign nation? Um, while you're over there visiting, that they should arbitrarily be able to come up with the rule that every white person is sentenced to death in Congo. Do you think that that's okay because they're sovereign? It's the law. Mike, I, I there. don't go there then. Well, no, no, no. But, it was but, while no, you were there. It was while you were there, Mike. You didn't know what the rule was. There wasn't a rule. You were visiting, and during your visit, they changed the rules on you. It's the law, so that's okay, right? Well, ig- ignorance is not bliss, my friend. I'm telling you, you got to know. You didn't answer the question. Look, you got to know the Constitution. A bad law, Mike, right. Mike, a bad law is a bad law in the United States. It's a bad law in Russia, and it's a bad law in Congo. And good people, Look, pe- if, free people, and good people stand against you bad laws every time, Mike. He didn't hear a word you said, Mike. Mike, 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 I'll let you go on. But free people, good people, stand against bad laws every time. Do you agree or disagree with that? I'm sorry. Um, Go ahead one more time. Good people stand against bad laws every time, Mike. How do you feel about that, Mike? Well, was it uh, Benjamin Franklin or who was it that said that uh, the only thing that stands um, that allows tyranny to exist is good men do nothing? That would be uh, Thomas Jefferson. Right. Thomas Jefferson. So this is an instance of tyranny, and we're good men, so we're talking out against it. Right. You're, you're also speaking about the we're, state we're as being... We're heading into a global economic collapse. We cannot support um, billions of dollars given to Egypt and Jordan and Mexico and whoever. We need to support our own. So we should take the money from the Guatemalans that are working I'm, here? I'm against foreign aid. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, American government doesn't need to be uh, get, handing out well, money to other bureaucrats around the world. But uh, how does that justify stealing $60,000, sir, in this United States from a dishwasher? from you and I lowering our wages, increasing the taxes to support the social welfare programs that they're living under, is is causing a collapse within our own United States. Well, you know, we're in total agreement with so you some, about some the, rich guy can hire some guy for five bucks an hour. Yeah, but that's you know, the problem is is you have to look higher up in the food chain than that. The whole the media's got everybody blaming each other and pointing the fingers at each other. But I'd like to address something you said earlier. You were you were referring to the states as being sovereign. Aren't we as individuals the sovereign ones? And we and, I agree. And, and the states uh, and, exist and, 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 at our and, grace. And so much it extends as as you and I get together and we form. A union or a state or but or I haven't formed a union it. with you. Yeah, I have no and contract I with you. I don't want to form well, a union I, with well, you. You don't is, like if people. If I'm sovereign and you're sovereign and we form a compact together, then then that compact is sovereign. Okay, right? that's fine, fine. And dandy. But the that point would, that the that point requires that consent that, that you're making here is that somehow. I have given my consent to the United States govern, government in uh, you know perpetrating these uh, acts against this Guatemalan man, and I have not. You see, we're, we're going to be a civilized world and country when we recognize the sovereignty of all individuals, regardless of, of their country of origin. 
And this man was paying taxes. If he had to buy gas, he was paying taxes. If he, he was paying rent, he was paying taxes. Don't get all caught he up. Was dri- if he was driving, he was breaking the law, and he was driving your and my insurance up. How do you know that he didn't get a, How do you know that he didn't get a state issued driver's license? He wouldn't drive up he your insurance he if he never got into a wreck. Obviously, he never right. did because you would have heard about it if he had hurt somebody Look, in an accident. It's, Mike, it's it's the God's honest truth. You're right. Absolutely. When people come to this country illegally, it, it's it's a big mess. But the mess is that it's illegal, not that well, people it, are coming. It keeps, it keeps good Guatemalans who go down to uh, I just because a bunch of spineless jerks. Just because they're spineless. Taking bubonic plague into America. Oh yeah, God, oh, God we go. knows we're, we're all going to get bubonic plague. Their job. You're so man, paranoid, you, dude. You, you, I, yeah. No, because these people are spineless does not mean that somebody else who has a little motivation, who has the American will and the American spirit in them, can come to this country. Al Capone, you're talking about Al Capone. Yeah. Al Capone spirit. didn't do he anything wrong, man. People, intimidated them. He went into shops and he broke people's noses and said, "You." Al Capone, Al Capone ran alcohol, dude. Now, yeah, uh, there was certainly some violence that went on, but that was the nature of the game. Um, sorry. Oh, oh, yeah, this wow. guy wasn't it violent. Was the law. That, that it was right the stinking law that said that I, as a grown man, can't drink a beer. You, somebody like you, said that a grown man can't drink a beer because there's a sovereign nation in the United States, a bunch of temperance jerks, said that crap, and that's what gave Al Capone power. Yep, and if you are caught... giving power to the drug lords. You are giving power to the coyotes. You are giving power to the people that run people across and the And if borders. you had gotten caught with a beer, Mark, this guy would be cheering on the state and prosecuting. Yep. Because the state's for sovereign, for God's sake. Because you're uh, you're just a fl- you know you're a flunky, Mike. I mean, you go along with whatever the law says, don't you? Um, I do. I, yeah. I I don't like all the laws, but I obey but them. But you obey them brother... every single one, every time. Obeying's fine, but speaking out yeah, against well, when, it. When my fellow citizens decide that a law is no longer good, I'll go along with it. But until then, well, I mean, I have to. That's right. It myself. That it's called jury nullification, and they don't allow it anymore. That's how fellow citizens No, decide. no, he doesn't think that's appropriate. He's only okay with it if you go through the system, when you have to go and get the laws changed by majority vote, and you have to elect representatives, and you have to go through this big rigmarole. You know, to, to even equate this, uh, this hardworking that, that dishwasher, sir, Mike... look around the world... That's how revolution, civil war... Uh, to even equate this happen. dishwasher with Al Capone is really disingenuous, dude. And really kind of a, no, you were, a cheap shot. You were shot. talking about thugs, and you were talking about how he broke the law and came into the United States. Al Capone... No, he didn't break the uh, law well, because a, the law is just words family. on a piece of paper, dude. It's a fantasy. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. He came here and worked hard for 11 years washing your damn dishes, and then he had his money stolen from him by a bunch of thugs calling themselves the government because... Because they've got laws, words on paper that mean something special. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free. So enjoy those on us. And uh, if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. So sad to hear Americans uh, like Mike in, in Kalispell just not even 
caring to stand up for another man's freedom because that man was born on a different plot of land as they were. Well, you know, I kind of understand where Mike's coming from in the sense of, you know, the laws are the laws and you know what the laws are. Um, and, you know, he didn't know what they were. And I don't know what they are. It seems unfair that somebody would engage. Well, he knew what the laws were coming to the country. He knew that he was coming illegally. And that's where Mike, you know, basically Mike, you know, pinned everything that everything that bad that happened to this guy is okay because he came to the country illegally. So we could have, you know, crucified this guy and set his corpse on fire and uh, turned him over to the sodomites. And it would have been okay because he came to the country illegally. As and long as it's in the law, it's a, okay. It's, it's a flawed uh, way of thinking of things. But I can understand. I mean, it sort of it brings up the conversation of illegal immigration. What happened to this man, uh, this Guatemalan guy? is terrible. And if you don't think it's terrible, you're a bigot. Like, that's it. Or you're but he said he likes way. immigrants. He says he thinks people should be able to come he's, here. He's blinded in some manner. But I don't know, understand. But he also forgets that the hoops that you have to jump through now compared to 20 or 30 years ago to even be a so-called legal immigrant. The fees are higher. The paperwork's uh, more uh, um, oppressive. Everything. I don't think he could even know what that's like. I don't think he has. I don't think any of these people that are anti-illegal immigration. I don't think any of them have any concept of how onerous the immigration process is. I think they th- they must think it's just like oh you fill out a piece of paper and wait for a little while and they let like, you in. Wait for a decade. Yeah. And fill out reams and reams and reams of paper. Don't forget the thousands of dollars in uh, free people application fees. Should be able to move across borders of free countries. That's it. Wait a minute, and Mark. We need bureaucrats. It's, it's not a free country. Wait, we need bureaucrats to decide, as he was saying, we need to decide how many people can come from Thailand, how many people can come from Mexico, how many people can come from Guatemala. That's not free. We need to That's make controlled. these decisions. That's central planning. Well, there's jobs, Mark, and we don't want them to be stolen, do I we? I understand about the jobs, but the fact is um, labor, about the... labor is a commodity, just like any other commodity, rice mm. or oil or gold and you know, people that want to trade that labor for whatever they want to trade it for, that's fine. Look, Mark, Look, we have lost lot jobs in this country. We've had th- this isn't even the highest amount of immigration we've had on a percentage basis in this country. We've had lots more immigrants coming here. We our jobs are not in jeopardy because you can change jobs. But Mark, I shouldn't have to change jobs. I should have to, be, you know, be able to keep my one job for why, my entire life. Then why don't we go and it, never have a child? No one should ever challenge my look, job. If you're a plumber, why why shouldn't the government just go ahead and shoot all the white plumbers too? I mean, they're 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 competing with you. Well, they're white, Mark. I mean, come on. No, they're here legally. But what yeah. if they change the law? The only plumber that we can have is Ian. Well, I'd be okay. I'd be all right. That'd with that. be really great, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. But, but And it's a sovereign nation, so it'd be okay. As long they're as 51% of people said it was okay, right? They're limiting a commodity, and that's not freedom. Yeah, you know, the other thing... Apparently, that that's they, not what he wants. But, but government creates these distortions. One reason why so many people have the financial incentive to, to come over, over here so-called illegally is because of what government has created. They've, the minimum wage, the, the inflated currency, all the things that are happening right now are caused by government. The, the real estate bubble caused a lot of people to come over the border for construction jobs, and there were plenty of them. Mm-hmm. And but, but if you have a true free market system and government gets out of the way, far fewer people would come here because, for one, their own countries would be much better. Guatemala, um, Mexico would be much better if their countries weren't being meddled with uh, by the United States as well. 
I don't know, Wayne. I think that uh, if this country was the beacon of liberty that it is was supposed to be or intended to be, then I think you would have a lot of people coming here, and I think that would be A-OK, um, because immigration doesn't harm anything. It makes our quality of life go up. It's not a bad thing when people come in here and compete for jobs. It's not a bad thing when wages in certain sectors drop. As I said, uh, I think it was last week or earlier this week, there are examples of wages dropping in jobs. Uh, that that don't necessarily have anything to do with needing low uh, low quality labor or low skill labor. The IT profession, Wayne, which you're probably somewhat familiar with, uh, there was a huge influx of people from this country and maybe from other countries too that wanted to get IT jobs, and so they flooded the marketplace with people looking for these great paying IT jobs. And now they don't pay so great anymore because there's so many damn IT guys out there. I mean, would this guy also advocate for limits on the amount of people that can apply for IT work, or limits on the amount of people that can be Walmart greeters? I mean, the, the amount of uh, micromanagement that it would take to sculpt the economy in the way this dude wants—it's just crazy. I, know, I don't think I didn't get the impression that he. Told Totally wanted the uh, econ- the economy sculpted. I just got the impression that um, you know he did mention jobs, but I really got the impression that look, that's the law, and the law is the law, and it's a really crappy argument because the law was the law when they took the land away from the Indians. The law was the law when they incarcerated the Japanese Americans during World War II. Yep. Um, the law was the law when they enslaved black people. The law was the law when they gassed Jews. All those things were legal. All those things were endorsed by the government, and they were all sovereign. So it's a crappy argument. Let's continue. Talk to Brian in Kalispell listening on KGEZ. Hello, Brian. Brian, hey, Brian. Kalispell. Going once. I just got a loud. Uh, um, I wanted to talk about Pedro in particular. Pedro? Who's that? Mr. Safari. Well, the guy lost $59,000. Oh, okay. Right, right. Well, I agree with you totally that immigration should be completely legal Great. in the future. But the problem is, is he's selling labor, right? That's his commodity. Right. Well, if you go to Walmart and set up shop and start selling products that Walmart sells, should Walmart have anything to say about that? Yeah, in, it's their private property. In Walmart? It's their private yeah. property. Well, this is a private country for no, it's all not. intents and purposes. Nah. No, there's public land. And I have private land that I want to allow people to come on. Right. There are people who have private property that would allow immigrants to come on, on there if they, if they were allowed to cross over the borders. And, and I agree with you. I mean, we should have laws much simpler and much easier for immigrants to come to this country. But with our current laws, what he was doing was illegal. He came here illegally. So, correct. He worked illegally. As far as I'm concerned, he's a hero for that. Well, I, I kind of agree with you that it's kind of heroic to break the laws to prove a point but at the same time yeah like rosa parks she was a hero too should should a, a robber who goes to a bank and steals money should he be able to keep that money he broke a law right I mean, but, you know, but there's, he, told, there's he a stole difference someone's property between a, a law you know it's different when you hurt someone no one has been hurt here no one has lost anything that was theirs they may have lost yes, something in the future that they thought they could get the ability to sell their labor, which no, they is have. No, they their commodity, no, they have. which is like Pedro setting up shop okay. in Walmart so, and no. selling the before same you go thing on. Walmart Before you sells. go on, now, which, uh, can I ask what you do for a living? I uh, am a cat operator. Okay, you're a cat operator. Um, now, suppose I moved to Montana and I decided to operate a cat. Uh, would I then, sh- sh- am I doing something wrong? No. 
Okay. You, uh, you can come to Montana operate cat all you want. That's because you were born on the right plot of land, Mark. Right. I've crossed a whole bunch of borders in the process to get to Montana, but I can do it. Now, this guy crosses a border, no, a different border. It's perfectly fine because you're a U.S. citizen. You are not breaking any laws to come to Montana. Right. To work here in Montana and compete for my job. You agree. That's perfectly fine. So the law is bad, then? Yeah, I agree. The laws are bad. Great. The immigration laws we have are insanity. You know, the, trying to get through the system oftentimes takes 10, 20 years. Sure then, does. Then, then I have to say that Pedro is a hero, just like Rosa Parks, for disobeying a bad law. And I kind of agree with you on that, but at the same time, <laughs> he did break the law, and he, he went into Walmart and sold his commodity. No, that's no not, he didn't that's go into Walmart. That's not a evaluation, because Walmart owns Walmart, but you and I supposedly own America. And you think, exactly. Or, or, and Mike does, too, um, who was on previously. We all have a different opinion on immigration, and so, therefore... But what about my opinion that says he should be able to come here and work? Right. The opinion of the restaurant owners that hired him over those 11 years was he should be able to come and wash dishes for them. And that's the only opinion that matters. I agree. All right. Thank you for the call, sir. We appreciate hearing from you. You know, one point that I agree with him on is that you can't just flip the switch right now and and do it with, with the welfare state and all the mess we've got in this country. It has to be done in stages. Uh, and, and but Wayne, you also can't crack down. I mean, because yes, while you're I saying agree. you can't flip the switch, okay, I understand that. That means more people come and get on welfare, but that's, again, the problem with the welfare state. But you can't make the argument, well, we need to crack down and shut the border down until we can get rid of the welfare state, because neither of those things is going to happen. They're going to crack, or I mean, excuse me, they're going to crack down on the border. Welfare's not going to go away. And then you've got a total police state that you're living in. And then you have more tunnels under the wall. Exactly. Well, unless it's a real, real bad police state, and then they just won't bother coming here. And then we'll be trying to leave, but then we won't be able to get past the barbed wire fences that we built. That's right. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is your show. Hour 3 is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Provider and licensing details are available. If this is your paycheck and this is your debt, what are your options? File bankruptcy and tread water the next seven years? Or make a call for Care One Credit Counseling Services and start getting out of debt today. A Care One Credit Counseling Agency can help you get immediate relief from stress caused by debt. And you'll have one lower monthly payment instead of the pile you have right now. Call a Care One agent today, and you can start saving hundreds of dollars in fees and interest payments. Care One agencies have helped over 4 million people get out of debt, and they can help you too. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224, and find out how you can lower your monthly payments up to 57%. One 15-minute phone call can change your life. Call 800-952-9224. 800-952-9224. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. As we launch here into hour number three, right back into your phone calls about anything you want to talk about. It is Dan in Pennsylvania on the amp line. Hello, Dan. Hey. Hey, what's on your mind uh, tonight? Yesterday, a guy called uh, called in, or no, it was an email, a fellow from Iran who uh, yes. was asking about whether in a free market people could sell their kids into slavery. And uh, I just wanted to make a comment on that. I'm going to invoke Murray Rothbard, who said that uh, 
you don't own your children. What you own is the caretaker's rights, you know, the right to to maintain and execute their rights until they grow into them. Mm-hmm. Very well said. And, uh, and that can be transferred to other people. And my main point was that that could solve the problem of abortion because right now you've got these massive waiting lines for adoptions and uh, people who are willing to be surrogate mothers, but they have to go through government qualification and all that. Now, if not only if you would just let people who wanted to adopt just adopt, but also if you could give a financial incentive to people who have children and don't want them, then that could pretty much you know, shrink the demand for abortion down to a fringe activity. That's a right. good point. I don't, I don't see this country reverting to slavery um, anytime soon. Uh, you know, people are pretty, uh, pretty disgusted by the idea. I wouldn't and, associate with anyone that... Was you know, into that? I, 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 you know, people are always bringing up things from the past as uh, concerns about freedom, and I, I sort of understand. But I can only address things that are going on today. It seems to me ludicrous that uh, people would uh, want to buy children to use them as slaves. It sounds much more likely that people would want to buy children to raise them as their own. Americans are going are spending ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to move a kid in from Asia. I think it's. A, yeah. I think Dan, you make a great suggestion that actually allowing people to have a baby and then sell it, uh, not into slavery, but just sell the baby, uh, would be a great way to reduce uh, the abortion thing. And I mean, therefore, I mean, what would you choose if you were a young mother? Would you choose to go through with the the having the baby and then maybe get a ten or twenty thousand dollar cash payment or whatever the amount would be, or would you rather pay to have the baby aborted? I mean, it seems like a no brainer at that point. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I am I'm morally opposed to abortion because, as I said before, I'm a Christian. But, Same here. I, I'm a more. Uh, I'm, I'm not a Christian, but I am morally opposed to abortion. <laughs> right, but the, but the whole thing is that the issue can just be completely wiped out almost. In addition, you know, once we get the FDA off our backs, we might be able to get the medical technology to transplant a fertilized embryo into a surrogate mother's womb, and then if somebody still goes out and has an abortion. You know, the question of ostracism, that'll just be a, a, an easy issue. You know, who's going to want to hang out with somebody who's going to kill their kid when they can do all these things to save its life? Right, and it is lo- as long as we allow people to financially incentivize the people that have, you know, the women that have these uh, children in their wombs to, uh, you know, allow them to be transplanted, then it really is going to solve that problem. Interesting points. Dan, any other thoughts? Uh, yeah, actually, I wanted to uh, say something back to your couple previous callers. Um, first of all, you know, they're talking about, well, oh, sure, you know, the guy, the guy was disobeying a bad law, but it's still the law. Well, one of the things that I believe it was John Locke on whom the Founding Fathers based their legal philosophy said, uh, lex malus, lex nullis, a bad law is not a law. You know, law protects mm-hmm. people's property, and his property rights were certainly violated by having his money confiscated by the Absolutely. government. Absolutely. He did not hurt anybody. He worked hard for 11 years. We're talking about a Guatemalan immigrant who uh, busted his butt washing dishes and then had his entire life savings of $59,000 stolen from him at gunpoint by the uh, by the bureaucrats. Just they probably didn't even have a gun. Yeah. Well, they had guns I'm, nearby, I'm sure. Uh, they'll I'm, always I'm, be willing to use them. Yeah. And besides that, I assume the guy's a conservative, but wouldn't the, the consistent conservative position be that any gov- or any dollar that's not in the hands of the government be a good dollar? That's I mean, a great point. 
that's what I thought when I was, a, you know, still considered myself a conservative. I don't know where these guys are coming from. I'm with you there. Thanks, dude. Appreciate hearing from you, Dan. 800-259-9231. The anti-immigration sort of sentiment spans political parties. It, yeah. It's, it 80%, it's just hate. 80% of Americans. Well, it, 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 to some extent, it's misunderstanding, too. And fear. You know, and they they don't understand the economics of it. They don't understand that uh, immigrants bring more to the country than they take from it in, in welfare, which is always a concern. I don't believe in welfare. Don't think we should have welfare. Don't think immigrants should get welfare. Um, you a know, lot immigrants of them don't take it either. Right. Absolutely. Immigrants buy food. They live in houses. They, in many cases, drive cars. Mm-hmm. They consume things. And we Americans don't seem to have any problem with them buying that stuff. But God knows if they got a pity from the Social Security Administration, they're a bunch of terrible people. And you know, I have I have uninsured motorist coverage on my car. If one of them yeah. hit me, I'm going to be insured. But of course, yeah, that, what's the, the, the point is there that they, they drive up insurance rates. And yeah, but if they were here, if they were allowed to be here legally, they wouldn't run away from the scene of the crime like they do. They could buy insurance legally too at that right. point, right? You know, I, I, the other thing is because they they're, they're, they fear being pulled over, they actually drive pretty carefully. You don't see many accidents with. With so-called illegal immigrants. Yeah, you probably see them down in California just because of the sheer volume of them at sure. that point. I but. bumped one once, um, you know, a car. I, I bumped it. I, you know, I just wasn't paying attention. My foot kind of, you know, eased up on the brake a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, this is what these five-mile-an-hour bumpers are for, is five-mile-an-hour accidents. And there was no problem. But uh, it was it was two gals in a, uh, in a, in a car that, as I recall, they were maids. Maybe it was a Molly-made uh, car or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, they're like, I don't see any damage. See you later. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yep. Yep. Let's continue with your calls about what you want. Sam in Texas on the amp line. Hello, Sam. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, I went to court today for, this is ticket number three, the very first appearance in a new uh, gang's turf or in their courts. So this was kind of the first time I had been there and... It didn't go so well. <laughs> so tell me how it went. <laughs> well, um, I went ahead. I had filed a motion yesterday to, you know, bring a camera into the court because there's rules that say, you know, the public should be afforded the benefit of a free press. Um, so I just brought my camera. They actually had the two officers there working at the court. I guess they thought, you know, me seeing them wandering around would make me nervous or something. I just kind of... These are the officers that cut you the and, ticket? They... Wrote the ticket, yes, you mean? The two officers that had me on the side of the road threatening me for about 45 minutes. Wow, okay. You guys haven't heard this story, but basically they pulled me over on the side of a major expressway. Um, the officer came up, refused to tell me why he would he stopped me. Uh, then I asked, uh, you know, who are you? Or Let me see your police ID if you're not going to tell me why you've even stopped me. Mm. He said basically that if I didn't show him ID in 10 seconds, he was going to call out another car to arrest me, which he did. Wow. Um, they they then finally got my ID, pulled it out, and uh, decided that it was fake. <laughs> told me to get out of the car and uh, had me on the side of the freeway for 45 minutes while they asked a bunch of silly questions, and I just looked at them and didn't answer them. Did they try to search you while you were on that freeway side? He did, he, <laughs> I told him I don't consent to any searches, and he was like, Oh, no. He kind of looked down at the ground for a minute, and then he goes, Oh, wait, I don't need consent for a Terry Pat. And uh, then he said, Okay, I'm going to Terry Pat you. So <laughs> I think I kind of threw him off with... Uh, oh, so you actually preempted him. You actually said that before they even suggested that they wanted to search. Yes. As soon as that came up, I started saying it. And he thought that, you know, that, that meant no, that he couldn't pat me down. And then he remembered 
his training or whatever mm-hmm. and decided, oh, I don't need his consent. It's okay. Interesting. <laughs> so it's funny to watch them went. struggle. <laughs> it was, yeah, it really was. So these two guys are shuffling paperwork around for the court that day and in and out. And, you know, while I was sitting there, I went ahead and filmed them and smiled at them and stuff like that. So I don't think their tactic worked out too well. Mm-hmm. They got really nervous about the camera. Um, I didn't stand for the judge this time, and I wasn't even the least bit nervous. Really? Because I, I mean, I see these people so differently now. Um, how do you, how do you see them now versus how you might have seen them in the past? I, uh, I mean, my experience today showed me that these courts are absolutely fraudulent. And I told the judge that. Um, <laughs> I told the lobby that with all the clerks watching. Um, and I told them that they railroaded me into a uh, plea that I didn't understand what was happening to All right, me. I want you to explain more about what they did here in moments. Hang on, Sam. The Adventures in Legal Land of our buddy Sam from the Obscure Truth Network. He had his camera on hand this time. The last few times he went down to the court, he didn't have a camera with him. This time he did, so he's got footage of all this. And uh, we'll certainly be looking forward to seeing that. But he's going to tell us all about it here in moments. And you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number and bring up anything... 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. So enjoy those on us, including updates. Get signed up, and we keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help uh, save you money against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy to do all sorts of legal documents. They do patents, wills, trademarks, LLCs. Use code FTL to save $10 off of your order. That's LegalZoom.com. We go back to Sam in Texas. Sam from the Obscure Truth Network, a man we've had on the show a number of times. You are someone who has uh, been studying the Mark Stevens Adventures in Legal Land approach when it comes to the courtrooms of America. And in essence, what would you say? How would you uh, explain that to a new listener tonight, Mark? What or or not, not Mark, (laughs) Sam? (laughs) What it is that you're doing uh, in the courts and, and why it's so important to you? Okay, uh, what I'm questioning is how, how the court, you know, just as this entity has gained all of these powers over my rights and my life, and I'm really questioning, do you have the authority to uh, interfere in my life when I haven't harmed another person? Is there a crime if there's no victim? You're asking you're a lot of questions uh, to the, the court, basically, that you're allowed to ask, but most people never do. They just kind of go through the process and they take what the, the court says at face value. But there's a whole lot of other things that can be done, and you basically insert a, like a questioning phase in between the actual, even the beginning of, uh, even, even before you even put in a plea, and I'm sure you'll get to tell us today about your pleading today, but you you essentially go through question after question, which uh, kind of can box the judge into a corner if he answers them in in certain ways. Uh, Of course, you didn't give very many answers today from what I understand, but at the very least, it definitely slows them down, right? Uh, A little bit, yeah, it did. Um, Now, I had filed motions before 
I told you guys I sent the, the same motions to all three courts. So he, the gloves were really off already. I had asked the question factually, what is the state? Can I get a fair trial if there's a conflict of interest? He knew exactly where I was going. Oh, you asked those in the motions. Ready, yes, beforehand. I now, I also filed a motion to dismiss. The clerk said that the judge, uh, you know, I asked what was the ruling on that, and the judge replied that um, there was no action required on his part. So he can just ignore my motions if he feels like it. Yeah, all that work you put into uh, writing these things up as a, you know, a private individual, and mm-hmm. the, the judge doesn't even bother to answer it. Right. So then I go up to the bench, and I've got the audio. Hello, you're in a guilty plea and uh, pay my money and get out of here? Well, I read that, that uh, like in order to do that, I have to knowingly and uh, willfully enter the, uh, the plea with full understanding of the nature and, and cause of the charges against me. So I have a few questions. I have a question for you, sir. I'll okay. be the judge. Okay. He's telling me to stand right in front of him. We just sit at the table. So you didn't want to follow his his order, right? No. I don't know how well this is going to work over the air, Sam. You should probably okay. just re- refine it off the air. And he's saying he's saying basically the charge is speeding. How do you plea? And this is my response. I have a few questions. I didn't ask you that. I didn't ask you that, sir. Am I required to understand the nature and cause of the proceedings against you? Do you understand speeding? Understand the nature. On whose behalf are you entering that plea, sir? Okay, so you represent me in these proceedings? All right, slow down, Sam. What's going on there? It's getting a little muddled. Okay, so um, I just at, tried to ask my question again. He says, uh, you know, he's not going to answer them. How do you plea? And right, he, and let me stop you there, because he wants to move things along. Right. He has yeah. a certain process that he's used to putting people through, and the, usually they usually when someone comes up to the front of the courtroom, they stand where the judge wants them to stand, and the judge says, how do you plea? And they believe they can only choose between two things or whatever, and they don't understand that there's a, there, you can have discussion before any of this begins. That you but as, not in this court, though. He entered a plea for me. He says, okay, I'm entering a plea of not guilty. And I said... Are you know? Are you representing? You know, on whose behalf are you entering that plea? And he said, on yours. And I said, okay, I understand. So you represent me here. No, sir, I don't represent you. Uh, you're entering a plea, and I said, no, I am not entering a plea. You are. Um, and he then sent me off to the prosecutor in another room. He said, you know, if you have questions, why don't you go ask the prosecutor? It's his courtroom. He's running the courtroom. If you're asking me um, to enter a plea, don't I have to understand what I'm entering? That's what he was trying to ask, but he wouldn't let him ask the questions. And so, then he was micromanaging my movements. Get your elbows off the table. Stand here. Oh, put geez. your things there. Don't sit at the table. Come up here. Leave your things back there. How are you handling that? On. What's that? How did you handle all of that? Did you do what he wanted you to do, or what did you do? I... I didn't sit at the table. I did walk up. He told me to leave my things. I brought them up, set the camera down <laughs> on the side where it's you know it's facing the wood, but it captured the audio. Um, I didn't stand in the center for him. I'm not interested in being his little pet to order right. around. That's good. Um, so then, in this other room, you know, the, about the only question the prosecutor answered was, "Am I entitled to a fair trial?" He couldn't answer. Then some other lady came in. He was handling that. I saw the court manager, and he was telling me about the camera, and I don't think you can film here. So I explained, you know, the law about, you know, 
public access to uh, public should be afforded the benefit of a free press. And, you know, I want to ensure these these hearings here are fair today and that this is not a fraud. I'm amazed. I'm amazed they let you bring that camera into the court. Me me too. You just dropped a bomb on their party, pal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So then, you know, the prosecutor came back. I covered the same topic with him about the camera. And uh, he said, you know, I don't think you're going to be able to bring that camera in there. Uh, You're going to have to file a you have to file a motion with the judge. Oh, that worked real well. (laughs) Well, I told him I did yesterday. He ignored it. Mm-hmm. And this, <laughs> this guy was, you know, didn't really know what to do. Um, I asked about the motions I filed for the evidence. He said I have to ask the judge, you know, for the video and audio recordings of the actual stop, all of his, you know, case, which he hadn't looked at, by the way. He goes, I said, is there an allegation of injury? He goes, I don't know. I haven't looked at your case. Mm, do, you, nice. do you want me to? And I said, well, yeah, I think that's pretty important. So he goes, okay, I'll go look at it and come back. Um, gosh, where is it? there was so much that happens today. Eventually, you know, I got into some more questions, uh, and he said, look, I'm not trying to be abrasive. Do you have any questions that won't get me into trouble? He says and, it's the I'm prosecutor. Trying, he, he said I'm not trying to be abrasive? Yeah. And that was the judge? The prosecutor. No, this is the prosecutor okay. in the room. He, wasn't, he didn't know how to handle my questions, and he was dodging them left and right and only answered the one about... A fair hearing. He's like, well, yeah, everybody does. And then he said, you know, I don't want you to get me in trouble. And he darted out of the room. What is he so afraid of? I mean, just what kind of political pressures is this guy under? Yeah, I don't. Well, none, because this guy is a private attorney. They just hire him out of the law firms in Dallas to come in and be a prosecutor. Well, yeah, but if he's a prosecutor, he's a government bureaucrat at that point, and clearly he wants to move up the chain. He doesn't want his job to be threatened. And, well, and but no, they hire different. They they contract through the different law firms, and they're able to switch it around. Huh. All right. There's a so, little more to the story, right? Because you ended up getting kicked of out of the court. Yes. All right. I want to hear about that part. Hang on. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Challenging the system. Turns out the system doesn't like that very much. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And the features, by the way, include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what that's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we go back to another uh, fellow Free Stater, Sam, who is still currently stuck in Texas. And uh, Jason Osborne from SACL CAI is very concerned you're going to end up in a Texas rape room before you actually make it here to New Hampshire. (laughs) I I don't know what's gonna where this is gonna go, but uh, you're challenging the system. 
You are uh, going into court to fight speeding tickets, and you're using Mark Stevens' Adventures in Legal Land, something very similar to his approach, where you basically you go in and you ask question after question uh, that if the judge answers them, which he wasn't even answering them in your case, will box the judge into a corner he doesn't want to be in, especially if there are other people in the courtroom actually watching what's going on. The hope, of course, being the judge will just throw your case out uh, rather than expose other people to the ideas uh, that you're trying to express and so you were there today with your your video camera trying to ask many of these questions the judge didn't want to hear about it he tried entering a plea on your behalf without your consent you made it very clear that you did not you were not interested in having the judge enter that plea he then pawned you off on the prosecutor he said you should go ask the prosecutor your questions prosecutor couldn't answer the questions or didn't want to answer them and then you uh, apparently left uh, i think that's where you left off in the story yeah, so I sit in that room for a little while, and there's, uh, I'm going to use some socialist speak here. My uh, law book is over there with all the criminal codes, so I started using it. It had a prosecutor label on it, but I don't know what that means. Uh, so I start looking up things that are going to help me, and when I finally collect all my notes and figure out my strategy going back in, I walk back and sit in the court. He, after a couple minutes, calls me up, does not allow me to even come up to the bench this time. I have to yell back and forth to him <laughs> from the chairs. And uh, he basically, I said, you know, look, I need to understand in order to please, sir. And he basically said in no uncertain terms that, no, I don't. <laughs> and uh, I said, okay, so, you know, this court doesn't isn't bound by habeas corpus. You can just, you know, railroad people and charge them with whatever you want, and they don't have to understand it. He wasn't answering that. and uh, <laughs> That wouldn't be a good question to answer. <laughs> He entered a plea for me, and uh, then he called the bailiff over to escort me out. The bailiff came over, and he said, let's go. And uh, I said, oh, now you're threatening. I turned to the bailiff and said, okay, now you're threatening me. He said, oh, no, I'm not threatening you. I said, okay, so I'm free to stay. No, sir, the judge ordered me to take you out of the courtroom, so you are threatening me. Okay, let's go. Uh, we walk out. He, uh, outside of the court, gives me, tries to hand me the paperwork. He says, the judge says he wants you to go get in line and take this piece of paper and go up to the clerks and get a court date because he scheduled me, oh, I think he did say, scheduled me for a jury trial. Um, I guess I don't have the option to pick a bench trial either. Interesting. And uh, then, let's see, he held the piece of paper out and I just kind of looked at it and looked at him and looked at the paper and smiled. <laughs> and he was like, well, here. You know, he just wants me to take it, and I'm like, did the judge order me to take the paper? No, see, that's, isn't, part, isn't that part of the idea of serving something, is you get someone to actually receive what it is that you're trying to hand them? So, exactly. Yeah. So by I not actually so. taking what it was he was trying to hand you, he wasn't able to complete his task. Yeah, and so Please. he didn't know what to do, and I'm like, look, I don't respect your authority, only your willingness to initiate violence upon me. You've already threatened me once. And he's like, oh, I did not. And I said, well, sir, you were going to forcibly remove me. Well, I'm following the judge's orders. And that's always these people's excuse. Sure, sure it is. It was, it was the guys operating the gas chambers at, uh, you know, in Auschwitz. That was their excuse, too. Right. It's their way of uh, not having to take responsibility in their own minds for the things that they are doing. I said, look, he entered a plea on my behalf, so apparently he represents me. I'd like to know what the hell is going on. I'm not going to accept this paperwork until you guys can answer this. This is outrageous. 
And uh, he goes, okay, well, I'm going to go back in the court. I said, okay, I'll go with you. And he said, oh, go with me. I said, well, the, the judge said that for me to escort you out. And I said, did he tell you to keep me out? That I was not going to return? I, I should be able to go right back in. And he was not having that. So then the, uh, the court manager, this guy I talked to earlier about the law and kind of got through to him. Yeah, the uh, court manager's sick of you, just so you know. <laughs> no, but I went over and I'm like, who are you? And introduced myself and talked to him and joked with him a little bit. So he comes out with a court date. So apparently they don't need you to stand in the no, line. How about you know, that? To the teller. Yeah. They'll just do it for you. Here you go. And uh, I'm like, look, I still don't understand what's happened here. Are you guys willing to explain this? Or, you know, is this court um, just a, a total fraud? And... Uh, <laughs> You know, he's like, look, you can you can leave if you want. There's no jail time, you know. And I said, okay, so if I leave, and then you can't, you're saying there's no threat of jail. Like, oh, no, really? no, this court can only issue fines. What happens if I don't pay the fine? <laughs> well, then they, they'll, that's only because you're breaking the law for not paying the fine. Don't you think it's the same thing? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. absolutely is the same thing. So he told me, you know, look, the judge says you need to get a lawyer. And I said, you know, look, I had questions about that. And the judge wouldn't answer my questions about getting a lawyer. And he says, well, he doesn't rep- represent you. And I said, well, yes, he does. He entered a plea for me. So well, it's the law. And I said, no, the law says I have to understand what's happening here before I enter a plea. And he said, no, I don't. The guy was just stunned at that. Well, they can, and, just, uh, they can apparently just make up the law, see? They are the law, Sam. You don't get it, do you? Well... <laughs> Probably not. I'm just hard-headed, I guess. <laughs> so he looks at me, and, I mean, his face was, like, breaking. I could tell I was getting through to him. And I said, you see it, don't wow. you? And he goes, uh, look, I, I just want you to sign your paperwork. I yeah. said, it's not my paperwork, it's yours. And he goes, awesome. well, I guess we're through here then. <laughs> so you didn't sign anything the entire time you were there? No, he said they're going to mail it to me. So <laughs> then uh, the, the, the four court clerks had, like, gathered around because they saw this whole conversation. Sure, it's not like they're doing anything else. (laughs) They were just frozen in time, one lady holding her folder, the other lady holding her mouth open. And I turned to them and smiled and said, it's not fun when you do business at gunpoint, is it? And then I hit the door. Yeah, it probably it probably went over their heads. I, I doubt they realized what what that meant. But uh, so what's next now? You're waiting on this paperwork to determine a trial date. Do you have any idea where you're going to go next? Uh, because you still have to ask your questions. You still haven't been able to ask your questions yet. I'm still trying to absorb just what's happened. I mean, yeah. this is so. I, my biggest concern is to get this video, put it on YouTube, so. People can see what a fraud this is. Absolutely. But, you know, this is just, this. You, yeah, you're entitled to a fair trial. Unless you ask questions that we can't answer and we'll get your case dismissed, then we're going to throw all that out the window, railroad you, and uh, there's nothing you can do about it. I well, mean, it really is a perfect I evidence think- of what Mark Stevens has said at AdventuresInLegalLand.com, and that is that the mm-hmm. court system is nothing more than a public relations ploy to cover up men and women doing business at the point of a gun. You got it. I mean, it's, it's so true. That's exactly what I found. And it, it only took a couple pages of uh, questions <laughs> to throw the covers off and, you know, see this is exactly how it works. This is what it's really all about right here, folks. 
sit up and pay attention. If you think these courts are fair and just and you're getting anything like justice, think again. Yeah, it's a big joke. Hey, Sam, let us know when that video goes online so we can point our listeners to it, okay? Will do. Thanks for the story tonight, and good luck uh, with your continued adventures in legal land down there. And uh, looking forward to having you up here. So don't get locked in a jail so if you can avoid it at this point. It's just uh, a traffic not ticket. Their He's not going to pay the fine, Mark. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I doubt New Hampshire would extradite him over a unpaid fine. Like, if he didn't pay the fine and moved up here, you think he'd be okay? I, I wouldn't choose to speculate on that. I think they'll be happy to get rid of them. You can, I would think so. Uh, more on the way. Your calls, if you make them, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your calls, if you make them now, at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you to access their websites. Ours is free, and that's a good deal. And if that's a really good deal and you really enjoy what we're doing on the show then you can help support Free Talk Live by going to amp.freetalklive.com and ponying up three bucks a month. That's all we're asking for, and it makes a big difference for us. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations, bringing more Internet listeners on board with the program, and more. Go and get all the details at amp.freetalklive.com. Plus, you get perks to sweeten the deal, like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All of the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. As we go to your calls, John is on the line in Missouri. John, you're on Free Talk Live. John in Missouri, going once. Hey, hey, hey John. hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, well, what's on the mind is, uh, you know, I, um, well, I'm a total believer in the Constitution, which obviously has, has been ratified and continues to try to be changed. Um, but, I, I, you know, I, I do have to question, you know, living near St. Louis, that, uh, you know, should should nine millimeter handguns be allowed? Um, you know, I mean, a shotgun, uh, a rifle, you know, to do some hunting. Um, you know, I, I totally think that's part of our constitution. But you know, there's just been so much, you know, in St. Louis especially. Um, Saint, it's, St. It's Louis is a high crime area. Rated. St. Louis is uh, a high crime problems, area. Before you go in the United States, St. Louis is a high crime area. Is that what your concern is? It's a very high crime rate. Great, don't you think you that know, man? And before you go on, so before, sure wait, 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 that, don't you, know, you think I should hunting that you're gonna you you know you're gonna you're gonna carry a handgun. So if you're in downtown St. Louis and someone decides to rob you at gunpoint, do you think it's best to pick up your cell phone and call nine one one and wait for the cops to come get you, or do you think it's best to be armed? Mm, well, see, there you go. Yeah, is that a, even a t- uh, that's a tough choice? Easy, easy. What? Uh, let, let's just get rid of nine uh, millimeter handguns. What? Uh, what kind no. of a world are you living in, John? I, I mean, you, you think you could just get rid of nine millimeter right. handguns? You can't pass a law no, and make them right. go away. No, no, you're you're right. You're right. I'm I'm living in an idealistic uh, environment. Right. right. If we could destroy all the guns tomorrow in one fell swoop. Perhaps you might be in a safer world. Not that I think that a safer world is necessarily a better world. I think the tyranny, um, you know, it, 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 tyranny is going to happen but if then, people aren't armed. Then, then you have to answer my question. All right. What do we do? Because we can't continue 
to have people drive by shootings, you know. Well, drive-by shootings and, and, are usually gang-related. John, drive-by shootings. You know, it's it's the worst of both worlds. John, drive-by shootings are generally gang-related, and gangs generally traffic in prohibited products like drugs. So, uh, re-legalizing drugs would go a long way to ending drive-by shootings. As far as gun crime is concerned, uh, I mean, the facts are the facts, my friend. The the areas of the country with the least gun laws and gun restrictions are the safest places to live. So, I like being here in New Hampshire, where pretty much anybody can carry a gun if they want to. And that's why it's so safe. It's one of the main reasons why it's so safe around here. So guns, I think, are a very good really? thing to have in society. Your thoughts? Well, that no, that's um, I. I just uh, it's just uh, St. Louis has, has become very, very, very difficult. I mean, there the, the crime rate is just through the rough. Mm-hmm. No, no, you said that, but you know, here's the problem with all this. Don't you believe that if you're a law-abiding citizen, that if you are allowed to, if you're allowed to hold a handgun, and and whether it be concealed or or open carry, that that would deter someone from trying to attack you or or, or rob you? <laughs> well, why don't you put yourself while you think about it? Put yourself in the position of a criminal. Try to imagine what it would be like to uh, to be you know a professional thug. And uh, you want to go and, for, for instance, maybe break and enter into some people's houses. Uh, would you rather break and enter into a house that you knew for a fact no one was armed, or would you rather break into a house where you didn't know anything at all about the uh, the occupants and there was a chance that there might be some people with guns in there? What's your choice as a criminal? Go ahead and put yourself okay. in, into their no, shoes. No, I, I totally, I, I'm totally agreeing with you. Good deal. Thanks for the call tonight, John. Eight hundred two five nine. Yep. Thank you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the SACL CAI toll free line. It's 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 you know, there's not even anything to think about there. Obviously, the fact that the victim could be armed is a deterrent to crime. Go and talk to some professional criminals, Mark. You spent nine years of your life living next to these guys. I mean, do you think that? Knowing their victims might be armed would be a deterrent for them. I I, I think that's true for anyone. Um, absolutely true. I I met very few uh, people that I met one fit thrill-seeking guy that uh, liked to do midnight burglaries with people who were in the house. Mm. He just liked to sneak around the house while people were there. Yeah. Um, he also claimed, he didn't want to get caught. Necessarily. Claimed to have uh, ditched the cops in uh, you know a uh, you know a car race uh, you know car chase <laughs> twice. Um, I kind of wonder what he's uh, you know whether he says but he he had that gleam in his eye like he really believed it yeah. so you know i got no reason to disbelieve him i just disbelieve him because it's some fantastic stories but other than that no people want to rob and get away with it so they can pay for their crack habit you know i was in los angeles when the, the drive-by shootings became a big problem and if you think for a minute these these uh, gang members had registered firearms <laughs> you know it's crazy because he because he did the caller did mention drive-by shootings yeah like they went down to the nearest gun store to buy their guns there no it doesn't work that way they know people in the underground who have guns that don't have serial numbers attached to them and they buy them that way and they will continue to buy them that way even if they ban nine millimeters or they ban whatever it is they're going to ban it will never keep guns out of the hands of the people that want them it won't keep them out of the hands of the gangsters and it won't keep them out of my hands either let's continue with carl in montreal carl you're on free talk live hello there hey um thanks um, taking my call there what's on your mind tonight 
Well, um, about illegal immigration, you know, um, well, I, I was railroaded in the U.S., and I addressed the court. I, uh, I filed appeals, and I absolutely got nowhere. The judge didn't want to hear the arguments. They didn't want to hear the evidence. So I came to Canada and renounced my U.S. citizenship because I just got sick and tired of the hypocrisy and the lies and the double standards and the, you know, I like what Sam is doing, you know, and, um, you know, I've been conf confrontational with the immigration judges up here in Canada, and basically I've been kicked out of the courtroom a few times, and I'm trying to get all my transcripts to have them put on the Internet on my website, on my freakharl.com website. And I believe in standing up to these people. I mean, Good. they're in the wrong, and, you know, I also, um, you know, support what Pedro, you know, what happened to him was wrong, even though he might have been in the country illegally, you know, I, that doesn't justify the government, you know, taking all his money, you know. Absolutely not. And, Theft you know, is never I think justified. This is fascism, you know, the government, you know, shouldn't, you know, do what it does, you know. It shouldn't, and we do need to stand up, and we do need to just say no to their diktats and their demands. And uh, I re you know what I recommend? I know you've got Internet access where you are, Carl. You might want to go to adventuresinlegalland.com and read up on what Mark Stevens has to say over there. He's got some great YouTube videos as well that might really help you out in dealing with the judges there. And thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you. As always, 800-259-9231. That is the number. Because the more people that do things like Sam... Uh, what Sam is doing, if, for instance, if everybody that was charged with a speeding ticket or marijuana possession or, or uh, you know, drinking underage, whatever the, the nonsense consensual crime charge would be, if everybody took that to court and used Sam's process, what would they do? What would they do if everybody went in there and just had 18 pages of questions they wanted to ask before the actual plea portion of uh, of the whole proceedings they, I mean, they wouldn't be able to even operate their courts anymore. It they wouldn't would have seem to, like it to me. Right. They would have to just say, sorry, you can't answer, ask any questions, uh, guilty. You know, right. you're, you're done. I mean, they'd have to just, they would completely lose their aura of legitimacy if people did that. And that's what we're on the brink of here. I mean, if, when Sam comes up here to New Hampshire, he's going to be teaching other people how to do what he does. We're also going to see people just questioning the system itself. You know, did I consent? To be ruled by you, if government is by the consent of the governed, if that's how it was formed. In and that, that's what it says in the Constitution. In New Hampshire's Constitution, it definitely says that. It's the first darn paragraph in New Hampshire's Constitution. Uh, and, and it makes sense, right? Governments didn't come first. People came first, and then they made these things called governments because they thought it would be a good thing. Turns out they were wrong. So we're going to find out what happens when people say, you know, I'm uh, done consenting. I'm no longer consenting to your government. Now what are you going to do? And it's not just going to be me. It's going to be more than me. It's going to be a bunch of people. Maybe only a handful at first, but as people start to see that, hey, what are those guys doing over there? They're living free and they're getting away with it? Maybe I should look into that, too. Could spread like wildfire. It has been Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. We'll return tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? 
First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.